Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Welcome to the High Vibration Living Podcast. I'm your host, Chef Whitney Aronoff, founder of Starseed Kitchen and High Vibration Foods. Join me for conversation where we learn about food, wellness, beauty, travel, and spiritual concepts for high vibration living. Only you know what your body needs. Let this be the reminder that you have the power to tap in and know the food, self-care, and spiritual practices that will best serve you. I will be sharing my knowledge and learning with you from experts providing insight into nourishing all the layers of you, the physical, emotional, spiritual, and etheric bodies, so you can feel your best and live your dreams. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the High Vibration Living Podcast. I am your host, Chef Whitney Aronoff, founder of Starseed Kitchen and High Vibration Foods. And today I'm chatting with Lauren Berlingeri. She is the co-founder of Higher Dose. I know you guys have seen this brand everywhere from Sephora, online, on Instagram. You've been referred to all their products This is one of the biggest brands and names in wellness right now, and I'm so excited for you guys to learn from Lauren what ignites her, what's fueling her, what's fueling her and her co-founder of Higher Dose to create these products and get them out to all of us so we can benefit from them. If you aren't familiar with Higher Dose, they really are your source for wellness tools designed to ignite vitality from the inside out. Their infrared, PEMF, and red light devices elevate your health and beauty rituals, while their collection of body products boosts the benefits so you feel more rejuvenated, refreshed, grounded, and glowing. So their most well-known products are their infrared blanket and their infrared sauna. As a Canadian host, fitness expert, and international model, Lauren was the star of the popular web series, Woman vs. Workout, which grossed over 15 million views. She has been featured in Women's Health Magazine, Shape Magazine, and Fitness Magazine. She studied at the Institute of Integrated Nutrition, where she became a certified holistic nutritionist and a health coach. You guys are going to love this podcast. I loved this episode. I learned so much. So without further ado, let's just jump into the show. Cheers. Hi, Lauren. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat today. Well, you have been in the health and wellness field for so long, not just as a consumer, but as someone that's creating the products for all of us to enjoy and to apply. So I really wanted to learn what you're really into right now. What's working for you? Yeah, that's probably one of my favorite questions. I wanted to start off today by just explaining to people um, what I feel like is the most important thing to think about when you're a biohacker and when you're trying to figure out what is best for you, as I really truly believe that all of these things are just tools and it's really just a matter of what tool you need at what moment to balance yourself out or you know get higher in one area or get lower in the other area. So number one is intuition. And lately I've been really into, you know, heightening my intuition and I'm really obsessed with applied kinesiology, which is muscle testing. 
I'm currently reading the book Power Versus Force, which is probably one of the hardest books to ever read. But when you do learn that, they break down applied kinesiology and muscle testing and how it is 100% accurate. And you can always just ask yourself, is this in my best higher being? Is this supplement good for me right now? Should I be doing this cold plunge right now? If you don't know. Now, mind you, the more heightened your intuition gets, you don't even need to do the muscle testing part, which is literally you ask yourself, and if you go forward, that's yes. If you stand still, that's neutral. And when you go backwards, that's no. Um, but it, it's an amazing tool to use in the world of biohacking because, and I'm sure we'll get into this later, but biohacking is this amazing community of all this technology tools, philosophies, and things that you can do to enhance one bi biology or think of optimization. But most of the science and research is done on men and women need to navigate it differently, mainly because women have a very different endocrine system. We also have a 28-day cycle on top of our 24-hour cycle. We also have very different goals. There's like a thousand things that I could like name on why I think women really need to tap back into their in intuition to know whether or not something works for you or not. That being said, some of my favorite things right now are functional patterns. Hands down has been a game changer for me. This is a form of working out. I've always been a workout person. I'm obsessed with working out. But I don't know if you're aware, but I used to have the show called Woman Versus Workout where I did very physically demanding things from 24-hour hell night with Navy SEALs, NASCAR driving, firefighter training, anything insane, you name it, I tried it. So back then, 10 years ago, I was this yeah. like insane workout junkie, okay? So like I would run 10 miles in the morning. If I wasn't getting faster every single time, then it didn't even exist as a workout. And I know we're all there, right? Like we've been there before where you know, if it's not better and better, then it doesn't even exist, which is not the mindset, I believe, for women and hormones. And then I would do Muay Thai at night, and I would do all these things to be able to keep up with these challenges that I was doing. And that was by far, I would say, the worst I've ever been in terms of health shape, where my hormones were out of whack, my nervous system was out of whack, and it was just like way too much. And the older I'm getting, and after having kids, the more I'm realizing that less is more. And just getting out and moving and doing things that make you feel good is far more important and more beneficial for the body than these intense workouts. Mind you, that doesn't mean I don't like, you know, sometimes do like a hit workout or feel like I just want to jog for like eight miles. Yeah. That still happens, but more fewer and far between and definitely around certain times in my cycles. And I definitely check in with like, do I think this is going to make me feel better kind of thing? But functional patterns is awesome because it's really focused on functional movements and training for functional movements, but posture and alignment, which I have to like really just reiterate the importance that was for me as someone that had twins, that had diastasis recti. I think all moms that have like breastfed at some point, you're just so used to being hunched over. Functional patterns has just been a game changer to really rehabilitate all of my injuries help me have better posture, help me breathe into my whole entire body. And it's been crazy because I've had all these like emotional releases, which I call healing traumas during it. It's been insane. So I do functional movement. I go to a physical therapist and that's exactly what it's for because as a chef, I'm constantly leaning over with a yes. knife in my hand. So I'm automatically overusing the right side of my body and not the left. Yeah. And I'm leaning forward too much, not leaning back. 
Um, yep. I'm giving too much and not receiving enough. So there's yep. so many things that are out of balance. So I go once a week for the functional movement. And then afterwards, we do all the cool hacks, all the different devices. They're going to help the frequency of my body. But first, we have to warm up the body by doing workouts that are going to rebalance it. it yes. I love it. I wish I could do it more than I do. Yeah. Is that a type of like program name or is it just one trainer that has like, you know, this style of training or how did you come across this? So I go to a place called Pacifica Wellness in Orange County and there are two Um, physical therapists that created this type of program where you do the functional workouts to create whatever balance your body needs for the lifestyle you live. And then afterwards, they have all these different modalities that they can tap you into. So whether it's putting the different bags on my legs or my arms for the compression, or Mm -hmm. I'm laying on a mat to get a certain frequency into my body, doing red light therapy, infrared sauna, cold plunge. They have a variety of Variety of machines I've never even seen before, um, you know, where they'll put a certain type of heat on my liver to help my body detoxify if they notice that I'm a little swollen today or carrying too much water or my lymphatic system isn't flushing. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on. And yeah, it's it's kind of mind blowing. It sounds very similar to functional patterns. They do all the good stuff, red light, infrared, PEMF, which, you know, I'm here to talk about all those things. Those are definitely my favorite things. But yeah, just that focus on recovery that goes so well with, you know, functional movements and functional training. And I just feel like as a woman that has had kids, I feel like this should be offered to all women, um, like free of charge, paid for, um, just because it's been such a game changer for not only like my body, but like you said, like organs inside, like being able to pull them back up again and, you know, my digestion. And like, this is like literally, I would say like the base of my wellness. And if this area is not doing well, it offsets everything and everything just becomes so much harder. So this has been such a game changer. And I wish I was doing this before I had my kids because then I probably wouldn't have had you know, so much, um, I would say like trauma and just also so much time to recover from, you know, having the twins, which it took me like three years. And I, I had many things come up that were very challenging after my kids. Wow. That's amazing. Do you think it was because you had twins or do you think it was just because your body just really needed a a lot of time to recover after all the exercises and everything you had been putting it through for years? I would say both, but I feel like in my life, sometimes uh, extreme things need to happen to me in order for me to like realize and then be so passionate and be able to teach other people about things as well. Um, Because yeah, from the time I was actually pregnant with the twins, I remember the last five weeks I was walking with a walker And then my babies came five weeks early and I was so stuck on this like natural delivery. And when meanwhile, twins is not always that way. Driving 40 minutes every day to the hospital when I should have been not even moving at all, let alone driving and then sitting in a NICU chair for 40 minutes with like both my kids on me and I could hardly even move. And then from there, it was just trying to keep up with breastfeeding. And then I had a grand mal seizure. It was just the spiral effect of this wake up call on like, you know, you, you think you're this like health and wellness expert while you need to remember that and start prioritizing yourself first. 
Um, otherwise, you're not going to be able to show up as an amazing mother, you know, as a great wife and ultimately to be able to run the company at the level that I do. And that was really important to me. So I just had to reprioritize everything. So when you are able to take time for yourself right now, what are the one, two or three things that you always try to make sure you squeeze into your week for you? Yeah, that's a really good question. So I love stacking technologies and that's been a big focus for us around developing our own products too. Like right now I'm sitting on our infrared PEMF mat. I like to sit um, on this in front of a red light panel as I do my breath work, as I do meditation, or even just like, you know, sit there in silence for five minutes so that I'm getting all of those benefits in like, you know, 20 minute session because time is a big problem. Um, so being able to stack different technologies together is by far the most impactful, but yeah, I would say, you know, the thing that I do every day, no matter if it's like five minutes, 20 minutes to an hour is just sitting on the pemp mat with red light therapy and doing some mindfulness practice. That has been such a game changer for me. I always have time for that. Um, especially I love our mats because I just leave them running all day long. So anytime I can just like hop on there for five minutes and just do a reset, if I'm not feeling so conscious of myself, especially at work, right. And I'm feeling I'm very like reactive. I kind of just like come sit on the mat and ask myself some questions. Why am I acting this way? You know, what kind of mirror is this for myself? What kind of shadow is this really triggering? And it's always so helpful because it is really hard to always be so mindful, especially as a leader and a mother. And those tools really help me stay uh, present, which is a constant practice. So tell me about this mat that you're sitting on, because it sounds like something that I could use while I'm recording a podcast or just checking emails. And I feel like a lot of other people can do it too. So so it's a penth mat. Yes. Okay. So... I'll tell you personally why I love this PEMF mat for me right now. I think that's going to be really helpful. So I'm doing this podcast. Austin, it's finally like cold where we've been so hot for like the last like six months. But today is actually like cold. I'm wearing a sweater. And my when I get cold and nervous at the same time, my nervous system goes out of whack and my cortisol levels come up. So just sitting on this warm PEMF mat with infrared therapy that the infrared warms the crystal therapy. It calms my nervous system down and tells my body to relax so I can feel much more present with you here. And then the PEMF technology pulse electromagnetic frequency is a frequency that mimics the earth's core frequency. It's a, it's, it's not grounding, but it feels grounding. It feels like when you're walking out in nature or if you're barefoot in nature, there's this feeling and sense of calm and relaxation. And this is where my body wants to be versus like stress, New York city. It's like probably the opposite of that. So the combination of the infrared, the heat, the uh, PEMF and the crystals, which make negative ion, give you this sense of feeling that you're safe mm -hmm. and you feel so calm and relaxed. So I'm able to show up and be more present for this interview. And if I didn't have it right now, when I was cold and maybe a little bit nervous about speaking, I wouldn't be able to feel so grounded. So it's a tool for that. So that being said, this is the go mat version. It sits perfectly, you know, in your work chair so you can work from home and use that. We also have our larger mats, which just lay on the floor. We literally have that in front of our TV um, on our couch because my kids 
always are on it when we're watching TV. Um, we use it at the end of the night to really help calm and relax the body before sleep. And heat has been proven to help with deep sleep and staying asleep. So just getting heat to the body in that capacity and then PEMF to down those cortisol levels really helps with sleep and just relaxation. Oh my gosh. I would say our number one product in terms of things that will game change you and your whole entire family and really appeal to everyone is our infrared pemp mat. It's that good. Interesting. So one of my personal chef clients, whenever I walk into the house, the mat is either on the floor in front of the TV or on the couch, but it's always out in their living room. Um, so that's really interesting, really interesting to hear. Yeah. It's just like, I try to explain it to people that don't understand these words of temp and infrared and it's literally like laying on a warm stone on a cooler day in Arizona, getting all of the negative ions of being in nature and just letting the like warm stone warm your body in the most soothing way where you just either want to take a nap or meditate or just feel present with yourself. That's what it's replicating. It's so good. No, I always joke with friends that I'm like a lizard on a hot rock. Like I love that feeling. I, I completely understand. We I love that feeling. Yeah, we all do. And so do your animals. Like, good luck trying to get your animals off your pemp mat. It's like almost impossible. That's very cute. Okay, well, I want to learn more about your series, Biohack Her. So kind of going back to what you were talking about, that biohacking for women is really different from men. This mm -hmm. series that you guys are doing is my dream come true because you guys are, it's kind of like my podcast, actually. Um, yeah. You guys are going out and trying everything that you're curious about and then sharing your experience with others so they can basically decide if that's the right path for them. Obviously, yeah. they should use their intuition, but they're able to get more insight because they can visually see somebody experiencing it. And I, I love what you guys are doing. How did you come up with the concept for your show? Um, well, you explained it so beautifully and the why behind why we believe this kind of content needs to exist. Um, at Higher Dose, our you know, mission and values are really education and educating just not only on our own technologies and products, but just this idea of holistic wellness and holistic recovery as a lifestyle and all the things that you can do in there to feel and look your best. I think it's so important to just educate because there's so much amazing information out there and the biohacking mm -hmm. community talks about all of that. Mm -hmm. And it's not yet mainstream and it should because all of these things really can help people out so much. Um, and it really is much more than just technology. Um, you know, it is a lifestyle. So I feel like education um, around this lifestyle, and then especially from the female lens, I think is also important. As two female business owners, my, myself and Katie are, are both women, we've had to navigate it quite differently. And I, I think it's really important to experience these different types of biohacks from our own experiences and talk about our own goals and then, you know, where we're at. And it's a really awesome show that's super vulnerable. Uh, we're, we're very open about, you know, our struggles and our health concerns and, and how something really helped us or didn't. And the funny thing is, is that most of my favorite biohacks are the free ones, which is also really nice because most people think of the biohacking space as like, oh, this, you know, millionaire that wants to live forever, that like is doing all these things that are so expensive, which I feel like has been something a lot of the men in the biohacking space have really been talking about, which is like 
this idea of longevity and living forever and faster, stronger, smarter, which is not the goals of women. Actually, women just want to feel more connected to themselves, to their communities, to their families, to their team, if they're like a leader and a business owner. And it's just different. So, but you can still use these modalities in the same way that men are. Um, and that, I think that's the whole point of the show is just, you know, sh- showing biohacking from the female lens. And I forget the question though. What was the question? Uh, well, no, you, you nailed it. And so what are some of those free modalities that really stood out to you? Yeah. So I still am a big fan of, you know, just light exposure in general. I love red light therapy for all the days that I can't wake up and first thing in the morning go out for that morning walk and or, you know, the sunset walk, which is not always convenient as busy people in the world. So that's where red light therapy really comes in um, if you can't. But definitely I am someone that loves the sun and tries to get, you know, sun exposure, especially with my kids. There's a whole conversation around, you know, sunscreen. I'm not a big sunscreen person myself. I'd rather dose myself in smaller amounts and then sit in the shade for the rest of the day. But I I never wear sunscreen. I always wear hats, though. Um, That's one thing to note. I love being barefoot. So for me, just after a crazy workday where I'm like, go, 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 CEO in my masculine a lot of the times. I need five minutes of either that meditation mindfulness practice or just going outside and being barefoot on the grass by myself and just kind of like switching over into, you know, being more in my my femininity and just getting off the checklist and just trying to tap into, you know what, if I just want to relax for 10 minutes before I make dinner, I'm going to do that. Or, you know, I'm going to not be telling my kids, and I often, you know, tend to do this when I'm more in that CEO masculine is just like, put your lunches away, do this. I'm just like following them around being a drill sergeant. So when I kind of switch over into just like letting them be and being a little bit more chill with them, it's just more enjoyable for everyone. So I really love that one too. And then I really love fasting, which is like a whole thing to really understand. I'm going to, I know we don't have much time, but I'm very passionate just about fasting, but using your um, intuition to know when you should continue fasting or when you shouldn't. And if you're not someone that feels comfortable with your intuition right now, getting like a keto mojo and just knowing what your ketones are and your, your blood sugar is, is, is super helpful. But I tend to the first two weeks of my cycle do at least like you know, a fast three or four times a week where I eat in an eight hour window. And again, if I feel like eating and feel hungry and I feel stressed about it, then I'm just going to break that fast. But I I definitely do that three or four times a week. And then I'm trying to do at least once or twice a year, a prolonged fast for anywhere between, you know, 24 hours to, to three days. Um, that is a huge game changer. I always, love having that one, not only to optimize, but if I ever did get sick, I would go to fasting right away. So those are some of my favorite few ones. I have a bunch of different friends that are colon hydrotherapists for 20 years, and they've all told me the same thing. When you're sick, just fast. When Mm -hmm. you're sick, just do a colonic, fast, clear out your body, Mm -hmm. and everything will clear up extremely fast. And the thing is, most of the time when we're sick, all we want are liquids anyway. Exactly. You, know, you really don't need, you know, a big meal. You you got to let your body focus the energy wherever it needs to go. And that's not your stomach or your solar, solar plexus. 
Yeah, there's always that like old wise tale of you need to eat for energy, you know, when you're sick and it's just not the case at all. Um, you know, and with kids, it's a little bit harder, but like doing things like bone broth doesn't really break fast, um, as much as like, say eating a piece of toast would. So there's so many different ways around it, which is why it's like, if you really want to know about fasting, there's some great books out there. Dr. Mindy Peltz was one of my favorite biohackers episode that we did. And she has a book called fast, like a girl, I think, um, and that that's an amazing book that really just helps educates you and gives you these tips or tools or hacks to be able to do when fasting to keep the fasting going. And again, with kids too as well. I mean, they're so intuitive anyways. When my kids get sick, they never want to eat anyways. But it's again, just like knowing that, that that's okay and they're going to be okay is better than you know, trying to push those kids to eat something if they, if they don't want to. Now, is there, are there biohacking communities for women? So are there groups or organizations that you are a part of in order to learn, or are they just all encompassing biohacking communities with men and women? Yeah, they're, they're most all encompassing. Like this weekend, I was just at Runga and was asked to speak there. And that was probably the most authentic, amazing you know, group of biohackers that weren't just talking about biohacking. They were talking about more the spiritual side of being, you know, a biohacker, which I always appreciate a little bit more than just like, here's the things to do, but not really working on your shit. Um, and then I'm speaking at Dragonfly too as well. So they have their heads over there. Yeah. Got it. Hi, I'm Chef Whitney Aronoff. As a personal chef, I created custom organic spices for my clients. These blends are of the highest quality with no added sugar, MSG, caking agents, or any junk. I want you to have the same access to good quality seasonings, which is why I've launched my line of organic spice blends. High Vibration Foods by Starseed Kitchen is my collection of chef-crafted organic spice blends made with only good-for-you ingredients. I use organic source spices, ancient mineral-rich Redmond Real Salt, prepare the blends listening to Kundalini Mantra music, then charge the jars with the quartz Giza crystals for a true high vibration experience. You can now purchase my most requested blend, 11 Magic Herbs and Spices, on starseedkitchen.com. Use code STARSEED for 10% off your purchase. Can't wait for you to enjoy. Can you tell me a little bit about your experience doing the sweat lodge? I know you guys have an episode um, of biohackers about sweat lodge. That one seems to be a little bit biohacking, a little bit old school traditions, spirituality. It kind of combines all those worlds. Can you tell us, can you tell me a little bit about that and if it's something you do again? Yeah. It's funny that you picked that one out um, because it was a little too intense for me. I had to fly back home that night and it was probably too soon after being a part of a sweat lodge where I felt like my brain didn't work the next day. Mm -hmm. That being said, I don't think you're supposed to like run and hop on a plane and, you know, so I, I don't think I really, you know, did the whole experience that well. Mind you, the actual like experience of it was so spiritual I remember crying so much. I remember letting go of so much and I get the importance of it. Um, but I felt like it was a little bit too much for every day. And for me, that felt like what you would do maybe once or twice a year. 
around certain times of your period too as well because, you know, I feel like if it was within the first week or two, then your cortisol levels would be able to handle it a little bit more than later on um, in your cycle. So I think there's just a lot of things to know. Um, and again, it was very spiritually enhancing and it was very, you know, spiritually deep. And I felt like I got so much out of it, but I didn't feel so well afterwards, um, which is why, again, I love the sauna for more every day, especially the infrared sauna, because it's very gentle. It's very effective. Uh, it downs cortisol levels. Um, you know, it really just like helps puts your body into parasympathetic state, which is rest and digest, which for me is better for myself and what I'm trying to achieve more often. Yeah. So if you were to go and do that sweat lodge experience again, how would you prepare your body and how would you allow for time to come down from it? I definitely would only do it um, just after I got my period for like, you know, probably from day three to day 10. Um, I would have not had anywhere to go afterwards. I would have drank a ton of electrolytes and I would have not pushed myself so hard where I tend to do that with me being my own competitive self, where I could have laid down more often when you lay down, it's not as hot as when you're sitting up, like significantly not as hot. But for some reason, I just felt like I had to keep pushing through and sort of torturing myself in order to get the most out of that experience. And that was not the case at all. Got it. So moving into infrared saunas, since that's kind of a version of a sauna, when you look online for infrared saunas, for the whole sauna system to have in your home, there's mm-hmm. so many different ones out there and it's really confusing. And, you know, when you when you go out and about, whether you're staying at a hotel, a friend's house, um, a gym, you get to try a lot of infrared saunas. But how do we choose an infrared sauna so we get the best bang for our buck? We're getting something that actually works for us. Good question. And just to back it up, so... Um, I've been doing higher dose now for nine years. We started out with um, infrared spa locations at one point had 11 before the pandemic hit. Wow. So I know a lot about infrared saunas, mm-hmm. especially because that's all we offered was infrared saunas. Um, we work very closely with Clearlight. They've been around for over 30 plus years. Not only is, you know, Raleigh and Andy the best people on the planet, but they also have the best technology and the most patents and the most studies and research around their technology and, you know, full spectrum. So near, mid and far, which have, you know, very different benefits. Most infrared saunas all have far infrared, um, near and mid, mid is a little bit different. Some claim to have them. Um, but you know, clear lights near and mid are these red panels right in front of you. And they're by far the best near and mid panels near and mid work more in the epidermis of the skin, building collagen you see such a difference in your skin with a clear light sauna than I ever have with any other sauna. On top of that, clear light saunas go up to 176, which um, are the hottest infrared saunas on the market, which, you know, you don't always have to do that, but it's nice to have that as an option. Um, There's so many reasons why to choose clear light. You sweat more than any other sauna in the whole entire world with a clear light sauna than I have with any other sauna on the market. They're so addicting and in the best way possible. Um, and it's such a game changer. By far, still one of my favorite things to do is just go in an infrared sauna. 
since moving to Texas with it being so hot, I haven't really wanted to use it as much. And you, there's always that mindfulness where like, if you live somewhere super hot and you're like pizza, fiery, like hot rosacea, you probably don't want to do an infrared sauna as much. But that's why, you know, there also is cold therapy too. And I think they go really nice together mm -hmm. is doing a cold plunge after a sauna. Um, so that being said, infrared is a light therapy and traditional saunas are, uh, you know, heating more of the air. So you're heating um, the body from the outside in and traditional and with infrared, you're actually heating from the inside out, which is how the sun heats the body. Um, so it's a very natural and gentle way to heat the body that the body is much more used to than traditional saunas. But that being said, I still love traditional saunas. It's just a very different experience. Mm -hmm. And infrared saunas do detox you more than uh, traditional saunas. And that's kind of more of the point of an infrared is more detoxifying, downing cortisol skin, whereas traditional is more like a cardiovascular workout, uh, more conditioning, uh, heat shock proteins, which is like just a very different list of benefits. I think they're both amazing, but I am obsessed with infrared. If we're doing an infrared sauna, how long should we be in there for? So should we be in there for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40? What's the range? Yeah, I think it's like a workout. If you're not used to it um, and you've never like worked out before, you always start off with, you know, 20 minutes and then keep adding up. And again, that's where the intuition thing really comes in. I don't think you need to stick to a number, but rather really tap into the body to to know what feels good and, you know, how did you respond to it the first time and, um, you know, there, there's no right answer to any of it. That being said, you know, I've been saunaing now consistently for the last 10 years of my life. So, you know, I'm doing it when it's cold in Texas. Um, I do it like three or four times a week and I'm in there for about 50 minutes, but I also have my red light therapy in my sauna. I'm also doing my meditations and it's just like my me time, but there's no right answer for how long you should do it. Have you tried the biocharger yet? Are you familiar with that machine? Yeah, we actually did a biohackers episode with the biocharger. Um, and I loved it. I was obsessed with it. And, you know, when we worked with biocharger, they were talking a lot about HRV and I didn't exactly know what HRV was, but they measured that before and afterwards. And it was just a really interesting experience. Um, I personally don't have a biocharger because they're so expensive, but I wish we could make a smaller one that was really great that could go in people's homes, you know? Yeah, I'm going to try one um, next week and I'm just over the moon excited. I've been wanting to try it for a long time. Is there a particular way that you felt after the experience? I felt, I think I felt more calm and relaxed, but I would say out of all the experiences that I did, that one maybe was one that I didn't feel such a huge difference with afterwards. But my HRV was really good before and I couldn't really change it much afterwards. So I wasn't that interesting. Whereas my business partner was so stressed out mm -hmm. and not feeling well and her HRV was really low. And then she did the biocharger and then like cried afterwards. And it was like this whole thing. So that's, again, it's like, you know, different tools for different times and knowing when you need something and when you don't. And, you know, depending on what you're working on, there's so many things to consider, which is why I think, you know, all of them are good. It's just, you know, at different times, they might be better than others. Well, one thing that seems like that would be really good to use consistently is not just infrared sauna, but the red light therapy and the red light mask. So I love red light therapy. It's what I get to do when I go to my functional 
practices with my, you know, with my physical therapist, but you guys have a machine that we can actually put on our face, put on our neck, put on our chest. Can you tell me a little bit more about what that's doing? So I agree with you. I think everyone should be doing red light therapy, not only for the light exposure that I was speaking about earlier of getting that red light, which really speaks to the body beyond just the skin enhancing benefits, which everyone thinks, oh, red light therapy is this beauty device. Mm-hmm. It's way more than that. Um, you know, I use red light therapy to balance my circadian rhythm. When you balance your circadian rhythm, you have deeper, better sleeps. You release me- more melatonin at night. It de-stresses you, um, you know, balances your cortisol levels and boosts mood. It also feeds your mitochondria, which produce ATP, which is ultimately energy, which means every cell in your body is functioning better. It combats blue light, so blue light's the opposite to red light, and it's the light that raises cortisol levels, which is the light that you get in all devices like computers, TVs, um, and cell phones, which, of course, we're going to have to use them. I'm using one right now, but if you ever just want to you know, combat that blue light, uh, you do that through red light therapy because red light is regenerative and tells the body to relax and calm down. Red light therapy is amazing to pick up through the eye. Um, It not only regenerates your eye, but does all of those other, you know, benefits that I was talking about um, in terms of balancing circadian rhythm, because naturally when you see the sun come up or go down, that's the red light. That's when it is red. And that's when it's telling the body to calm down and relax or, or go to sleep. And so one other tip that I like to give people is I've stopped using all devices, you know, past seven o'clock. Mm -hmm. And I used to be like, oh, you know, I'll just like watch a little bit of TV before bed, which now totally messes me up. Um, So instead, I like to, you know, listen to an audio book and fall asleep that way. And I find that I sleep longer, deeper. I fall asleep quicker. If I end up putting my phone on and like watching a little bit of TV before, I'm like jacked and cannot go to bed. So mm-hmm. I feel like even just that tip for people, and it's not, I, I still watch TV. I just don't do it at night, you know, and sometimes I'll do it on the weekend and I'll have like, you know, popcorn with my kids and we'll watch a movie. It's like, I'm not so serious about it, but usually it's Monday to Friday that, you know, I think of wanting to have the best next day by not using any devices past seven. So I find that I can no longer watch any television after eight o'clock or else it'll be in my dreams. And I don't want my dreams to get cluttered with programming versus what I naturally need to be aware of to come into, you know, my mind or my experience to improve my life and improve my day ahead. So that's that's where it's affecting me. It literally just seeps into my dream state and it creeps me out. Yeah. Dream state or even before that, like I feel so energetically sensitive that if I watch a show where someone's like stressed out or someone died or is not well, or, you know, just anything that can, you know, be a stressful situation on TV, then I end up picking up that energy and feeling stressed out and I just don't feel good. And I, I just am way too sensitive And I think that's also something when you are mindful of what you're consuming, not only through food, but content wise, it just makes you more mindful. Like there's a difference of being aware and then there's a difference between consuming content that you just, 
it's not helping anybody. You're not helping anybody. Just really be careful. And I know that there's a lot of things going on in the world right now. And, you know, you can read about them and, and, you know, just, I I just want everyone to just be mindful of what they're consuming, um, through, through content. Yeah. Yeah. And what they're looking at late at night. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So since we're just at a biohacking conference, yeah, is there anything that you picked up while you're there that you think we are going to be coming more aware of in the next six months to the year? So we talked about a lot of different things. Um, you know, global warming was one of those things that was very depressing. Um, and I don't know where I stand on that, but I just did want to mention it because, you know, there was conversations around where we're going to be able to live or certain places that you know, in the next like 15 to 20 years will be too hot and no water like Texas. Um, Hmm. So just like thinking about being more in the north and, you know, I'm from more of the north in Canada too as well and just places around fresh water and cooler and um, that was, I would say, if anything, a little bit more eye-opening for me because I tend to not like realize it's coming sooner than than we realize so that was something I picked up um I tried the hyperbaric oxygen chamber too and they had the oxygen um nose too as well HBOT um Melissa Somers and her husband who are both doctors that was a game changer I had no clue that 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 could literally make me feel so good afterwards because you always think that you have to be like going through something in order to do that. Like when I got my breast implants taken out, I did HBOT and it game changed my recovery. But just from being a healthy person, thinking I felt great to doing that and really game changing and feeling even better. That was um, really awesome. And then I think, again, I think there's just more awareness around, you know, spiritual and emotional hacks that you can do. Um, that can even be more important than these like physical solutions, because if you don't deal with the whole holistic body, you only can go so far. Um, so I, I think that there's going to be a lot more coming out, you know, in the future. And we, we spoke about even some being body work, which is really great for releasing emotional um, and physical um, stress. But there's just a lot more focus, I, I think in general as the holistic body altogether. So I think it's so wonderful that people are finally paying attention to not just the physical, but the emotional, the spiritual bodies as well. Obviously the mentals are the mental body people are aware of now too, but people are seeing it as a whole and that's a big, big step. Yeah. There's no quick fix. You know, even though biohacking sounds like it's like swallow this blue pill and you're going to be amazing and live forever. It's absolutely not. Um, it's endless. Uh, it's a constant ebb and flow. You know, you need your intuition to know what tool to tap into. And yeah, it's just, you know, it's a lifestyle and it's an amazing lifestyle. And I think that there's nothing more important to invest into than your physical well-being. So are there any foods that you're really focused on right now that are making you feel great? So that's like a whole nother conversation too. Um, so I'm a nutritionist and health coach. I witnessed firsthand what it was like trying to work with people on their diet. For anyone says that there's like a one size fits all diet that everyone should be on, you should probably stop listening to them. Um, cause everyone is so different in their bio individual needs, you know, their, their culture and background, where they come from, their goals, what kind of health issues that they're dealing with now, 
uh, their digestion. There's just a thousand things to really know, which makes the whole space confusing, which is again, why the more you tap into your intuition and, and know, like, did this make me feel good last time? Yes. No. Um, you know, just playing around with that. So for me personally, I have a hard time breaking down fats in general. I have the APOE gene. So when things get out of whack, um, I result back into not breaking down fats at all. And I need to take lipase but when things are all good, then I'm I'm okay with it. But I'm I'm talking like all, I can have like a little bit of olive oil and like that's it. Wow. Yeah. Um. So there's that one for me, and then I also have the sulfur sensitivity too. So I I don't have greens that often, which is also mind blowing for most people too. Um. But yeah, I also have a high histamine. So living in Texas, histamines are already high. Um, and if you have itchy skin and things like, you know, eczema and just like skin itchiness, um, that usually is an indication of histamine. Um, and then you add things like, you know, I took antibiotics my whole entire life. So I have, you know, candida, something that always comes back in. So that's mold. And then the sulfur, like those three things really mess up my skin. So I'm very deep into this work. I really love when you can work with someone that's a gene specialist as a foundation, then someone that can, you know, muscle test to know what genes are turned on and off. Then through supplementation and lifestyle and food, you can, you know, turn those genes back on again, which is epigenetics. And then from there, consider, you know, what kind of, you know, real life in real time health issues that you're having, you know, whether that be stomach or skin and considering all that and then letting food be thy medicine that is ultimately helping you heal those conditions or not adding more fuel to the fire. So it's like this, this whole thing that I'm like diving down the rabbit hole in and I'm learning from such amazing people through it. And if you are interested more in that, um, Mm -hmm. Perry Cochran's amazing. She's my mentor and she's been helping me think through all of that. Um, so yeah, just check it out. That's again, why I love the muscle testing because applied kinesiology, you can always just test. Is this good for me? Is it not, you know, is this supplement going to help? Is it not? So having someone that can either do that for you or learning to do it yourself. And I always just hold it against my chest and I I do it that way. That's, that's always been the easiest way for me. And you can ask the yes or no question a thousand different ways, your body will always respond. So yeah, it's fantastic. I, I, my husband is so embarrassed to go with me to the grocery store. Cause I'm like sitting there and I'm like, you know, with my eyes shut and I've had so many like funny looks from people and they think that I'm like blessing the food, which in a way I guess you are too as well. But yeah, yeah I'm definitely that weirdo at the grocery store, like holding on to everything and like just wanting to, and, and once you get used to it, it's always the same thing over and over and over again. You kind of know what your staples are. Mm-hmm. And it becomes really quite easy the more in tune. And the more you do it, the better you get at it. So I just encourage everyone to, yeah. to start connecting more with yourself because I think it's the most important relationship that most people have in their life. And the more you do it, you'll your hand will suddenly be able to touch the product and you'll know. Just like when someone walks up to try to buy an apple and they feel a few different apples before they pick one, you yeah. know, that's already happening. Yes. So you can get more comfortable and have that experience with packaged and jarred products as well as you start building that muscle memory. So completely agree. Yeah. Have you do you have kids? I don't. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to do it with kids. I haven't been able to 
master that one yet. Um, because I always like ask my kids to like hold up their hand and like tell a lie and they can't, they're only four. So, you know, they, they think it's more funny than anything. And they just always put their hand down and I'm just like, darn it. Trying to figure this one out. So hopefully yeah, when I get-, once get to the age of seven, they'll be more into it. I would say if I look back on me, I, I would have been more open to that right around that six or seven age. Yeah, I agree. So they'll get there. They'll be able to do it themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And you just got to lead with by example with kids, right? So that's the most important thing and something I think about all the time. Yeah. The more that they see you doing it, they'll want to learn how to do that themselves. And they won't do it as a joke. They'll take it seriously. And that will be really fun to watch. Yes, I agree. And for anyone that is interested, I do encourage you to read Power Versus Force. There's something about really understanding it from all perspectives that really helps you to understand it as a whole and that it's not woo woo and it's actually backed in science that, you know, it works. Um, And yeah, you just become better armed and understanding where it comes from. Well, where can people keep learning from you and connect with you um, and learn more about higher dose? Tell me all the, all the places. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to get better at um, Instagram. So Instagram, Lauren Burl and Jerry, um, and then Higher Dose for sure. You know, we have our High Life, which is a blog mixed with, you know, series and biohackers is in there. And, you know, even our newsletters are very informative and, you know, big point of what we're doing is education. So definitely um, subscribe to our newsletter at Higher Dose and follow us on Instagram at Higher Dose. And yeah, just reach out if anyone has any questions. I'm always available and yeah, I just love this world. So thank you. Well, can you share with our with our listeners just one last healthy tip that they can consider adding into their life? Hmm, there's lots of healthy tips. You know, it was so funny when I was a nutritionist and health coach. I realized that just getting people to drink more water was such an achievement. So, you know, not only clean water, spring water, or filtered water. Um, but then adding minerals into it as well. Um, I also love to do hydration packs, but I also just put salt under my tongue and let it dissolve and then drink water afterwards. That helps you stay more hydrated. But I think hydration is a big problem and a great place to start. I know a lot of people get like migraines and whatnot. So just adding some like Celtic sea salt or whatever kind of like clean salt you have, not table salt under your tongue first thing in the morning and then drinking a big glass of water is a great way to start your day. Thank you. That's such a great tip. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. It was so wonderful to connect with you and learn from you. Yeah, same. Likewise, I love connecting with like-minded people. So thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the High Vibration Living Podcast. Please leave a five-star rating and review wherever you are tuning in from to help more listeners like and find this podcast. And if you really loved what you heard today, pay it forward and send this episode to a friend or loved one. For more Starseed Kitchen, visit starseedkitchen.com and follow us on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Be sure to pick up a jar of my high vibration foods, organic spices, which you can purchase on starseedkitchen.com. You can find me and follow along on my chef adventures on all your favorite social media channels at Whitney Aronoff. Thanks again for tuning in. Cheers to you and your health. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.